0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 215 of the podcast that was originally recorded on October 14th of 2018. This week, under the What I'm Playing Now part of the show, I talk about a couple of games that I just did some videos for. Heroes of Tenefer, which is currently still on Kickstarter, and the Artemis Project, which actually just finished up on Kickstarter. Both very good games that I talk about. Um on the podcast here, and definitely go check out the videos that we did for those. And then Kim and I also got some tiny epic zombies to the table, so we talk about that one a little bit. Of course, I talk about a few of the things that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, what are the games? This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome back to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are in episode 215 of the podcast podcast. As always, you can send us some emails and let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what am playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on BoardGameGeek. We have a guild over there, guild number two four four zero, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at what I'm playing now on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. On Twitch, you can subscribe to us there, twitch.tv/slash am playing now. And you can also subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com/slash am playing now. Uh, So let's jump before we jump into um, what I'm playing now, give you a little bit update. What's going on. Kimmy's been a little under the weather recently. Um, She's been to the doctor several times and it appears that she may have a little ulcer. Um, So we really haven't been doing too, too many videos as of late uh, because she's been spending quite a bit of time on the couch. Um, So our gaming has also um, been very minimal as of lately, but I do have some things um, that um, we've been able to, you know, Get to the table. I've been able to play, and so we're gonna chat about those things. We've also got a few Kickstarters uh, that were just delivered to us, so hopefully we're gonna be able to get those to the table in the next week or so. But let's jump over to what I've been playing now. So under the "What I'm Playing Now" part of the show, um, I did a couple videos uh, that I released last week. Um, They were both for Kickstarter projects, and the first one was for a small game called Heroes of Tenifer. This is an interesting little cooperative deck builder game. And I was playing a two-player game, and the interesting thing when you're playing two players, each player, when you build your your deck, you're going to have a deck of normally 13 cards. Um, It's going to be six zero-power cards, six one-powered cards, and then usually um, a kind of like a class-based card. And when you're playing two players, you're actually going to have two, you're going to be multi-classed, basically. You're going to have two class cards in your deck. So you're actually going to be playing with 14 cards. So I did a full two-player run-through of this one. Really neat game. Um, Real quick, uh, just since since I did the video, you can go check out the video, but basically the way the game plays, like I said, it's a deck builder. You're going to put out several dungeon cards in front of you. They're going to range from like level one to five, and they're going to have a stack of four cards in there. You're going to choose what dungeon you kind of want to go into on your turn. You're going to draw three cards. You'll play those cards. If you don't want them, the interesting thing you can do is you can actually discard them and draw another three. Now, the way the game kind of works is you have a little board off to the side that's kind of like a boss track, and every time you either leave the dungeon to rest up to be able to get all your cards back, because... That's pretty much how you're going to normally shuffle your cards back into the deck. There are some ways, you know, like a cleric can kind of heal you and let you shuffle some cards back in, but normally the way to rest up is to kind of leave the dungeon or finish the dungeon, and then you'll be able to shuffle those cards back into your to your main deck. Um, but normally you're going to play those three cards, and so you're going to want to watch, and it has a little push-your-luck component to it because you want to try to figure out Okay, if if one character can't defeat this monster or they really don't have enough power to really contribute, do I want to discard those three cards and maybe maybe draw another three? See if I can get some, you know, a little bit more strength to the combat is kind of what you're going for. And when you defeat a monster, the interesting thing is the cards are kind of I don't want to say two sided, but they have a top and a bottom to them Um, when the when the monster cards are in the deck. They're played in a way that you read the monster ability. When they go into your deck, you actually kind of rotate them, um, 90 degrees and your skill then will actually be on the top of the card. And it's kind of interesting that, you know, all of that information is all on one of the cards and you kind of just pretty much flip it around. And that basically skill is added to your deck and, uh, you can really definitely improve your deck. There's ways of thinning your deck out, getting rid of those zero power cards, which is something that you kind of want to do. Um, There's a few cards that I noticed when I was playing the game that could give you um, a little bit of utility and usage out of those zero-cost cards or those zero-power cards, but the way I was playing, um, I was trying to get them out of my deck, but who knows? I need to play a few more times because I have kind of yet to win at this game. It is is very difficult. You need to get into some of those, the fourth and fifth um, level dungeons, which I've been into the fourth level dungeons. I don't even know if I've attempted any of the monsters in the fifth level. And what happens is, like I was saying, there's that boss track. Um, when you leave the dungeon, that boss track, you move the the marker once along that track. But if you ever lose to a monster in that if your players can never equal the power, you know, the culminated power together of themselves to equal or de- be higher than the power of the monster, You basically lose to that monster and you're kicked out of the dungeon. And what happens at that point in time is on that track that's off to the side of the board, you're actually moving the marker ahead two spots. So it's actually making you reach that boss dungeon faster. And if you haven't spent enough time in all of the different levels of the dungeons collecting all of the cards that you need to make yourself stronger to defeat that final boss deck and the final boss deck is essentially just like another dungeon it consists of four cards and unlike a normal dungeon where you can maybe defeat two or three monsters leave and rest shuffle your cards back in and then go back into that dungeon and defeat that you know the final couple of mobs that are there the boss deck you have to do in one fell swoop um, makes the game very tricky. It definitely causes you to do quite a bit of management of your deck, of your resources, and you know of k- kind of everybody at the player at the table just working together to try to you know defeat the monsters one as quickly as possible, two in as few cards as possible. So you can actually get through more cards. Um, When you do finish a dungeon, there is a reward that all players will be able to choose. Uh, There's a couple of different reward types that are available. There are rewards that everybody will get to choose one of them that's on the card. Then there's a type of reward where everybody at the table needs to agree which type of reward they want to take. Kind of like as a party. So interesting little uh, deck builder, nice and light. Um, I would say this would be a great introductory type of deck builder. Uh, it's still currently on Kickstarter, I believe. I believe it has about a week or so left. Um, and it and it actually is pretty cool. The, the video that I did did have prototype materials to it. So if you do check out the video, uh, definitely keep that in mind, that the art and some of the things on the cards and the components could change considering it was a Kickstarter prototype, but I was I was really stoked that they actually let me do the video for them, and it, I believe it turned out pretty well. I did make a few tiny mistakes, um, which we put under the subtitles on the Klingon channel, so definitely make sure you have those turned on. I made two small mistakes, I think right towards the end of the game. Uh, I think I was just getting a little tired because uh, I did record that one later in the day, but um, it did turn out really good, and Heroes of Tenefer, interesting little nice introductory. Um, if you're looking for a nice little co-op deck builder, Definitely check that one out. After that, I did a video for a small game from our friends over at the Grand Gamers Guild. Uh, That is the Artemis Project. This is an interesting little, I guess you could say, dice worker placement, maybe displacement style game. Um, You're going to roll five dice at the beginning of your turn, you're going to place them amongst the six areas of the board again. I did a video for this one. This one, I didn't do a full playthrough. This game was a little longer. And since it was just me, I was like, let me just do a real nice explanation of the game. Let me play through a full round of the game, show you how the upkeep phase kind of happens because you go around and you repopulate a bunch of, compo- you know, a bunch of the different, the six different sections of the board. But um, you're going to use your dice to actually try to get your resources. And what you're doing is you're trying to actually um, terraform. I don't want to say terraform, but you're trying to um, populate um, one of the moons of Jupiter, and that moon is Europa, and the the game takes course over six turns, six rounds, I guess you could say, and you have an event deck which actually kind of gives you a different event at the during certain times of the round. Each one can happen during one of the six different phases as you're kind of going through the game. Um, So you really need to pay attention to that. And there's a marker that lets you, you know, remember when that event is actually going to take place during the turn or during the round. Uh, But on your turn, what you're going to do is you're going to place one of your dice in one of the six different areas and interact with that area. It could be things like getting resources. You could be purchasing different workers. You could be purchasing buildings. Uh, The first three rounds of the game, you're going to be purchasing buildings that are under underwater and those will mostly give you resources there's a couple that give victory points but for the 4th 5th and 6th rounds of the games when you purchase the above ground um buildings those are the ones that are normally give you end game uh, victory points and one of the interesting things when you're doing uh the game they have this what they're calling an exposure mechanic to the game and it's really interesting. So if I'm going for one of the resources and let's say there's, um, you know, five energy down there and I roll a four and I put my four die, four die there. So I would get most of the energy. I would get four of four of the five energy. But uh, if Kim came along and she put a three there, she would actually bump me. To the right, and she would place her lower die there. And that's the way that exposure mechanism kind of works. It lets people who are playing lower dice in certain spots actually get the resources or get to do their things first, which is actually very interesting. So, if you want a lot of resources, do you place a higher number die there or do you put maybe a couple of lower dice there? Because I believe you can put multiple dice in an area. Um, and there's a couple other things you could do on the board, but that's a really interesting thing. Now, if you ever do get bumped out of an area, you're you're not lost in that turn. There is a relief track. So like I was saying, if Kim kind of took all that energy, like if um, there was four energy and maybe I put um, a five die there and then she put a four die there and she took all the energy and it would leave me with nothing, uh, my die would be considered exposed. And I would actually get to go onto the relief track. There's a relief track that you will move up along during the game, and it essentially just gives you some resources that you can utilize through the game, which is actually kind of interesting, you know. So it's this, it's, I don't want to say there's some take that there. It's, it's very strategic in that respect, but you know, you're not putting a die out there and going to walk away with nothing. Uh, you're going to get a little bit of something. It's not going to, you know, be a direct replacement for what you were probably going for, but at least you're going to get some sort of relief, some sort of, you know, just just a little bit to actually help you out and just make it a little bit easier for you um, to continue the game so you're not just falling too far behind, Um by a die not actually being able to contribute, you know, to anything for your turn there. So that makes it really, really interesting, I think. Um, Kim and I really, really enjoyed the game. It's like just just like with Heroes of Tenover, we were playing a, a prototype game. So I believe there were a few misprints on the board. And, you know, it was definitely prototype materials, but everything still looked good with the game. And we really enjoyed it. It, for, for it being a work replacement, kind of like dice displacement game is what we're calling it. You know, you can, once you learn the rules, you can definitely knock out a game in 60 minutes, which I think is one of the things that appeals to us because it's not something that's, it's, it's a very fun game. But And it keeps you engaged for those 60 minutes. It makes you think there's a lot of different strategies you can take. Well, Kim and I played multiple games of this. Each game we played, we each were trying different things to do and taking different cards and trying to get different resources and do different things. And it was definitely fresh even after playing it, you know, multiple times. And the way you set up the board, it's going to be different every time. Uh, With the events, there's going to be some randomness. With the buildings that come out, it's going to be different because the buildings are going to make you take different resources. You don't always have resources and different people available. One of the the spots, the academy, which allows you to kind of upgrade your workers in the game, in a two-player game, there's only one slot available. That comes really into play when you're trying to figure out who goes first. And the way you figure out who goes first is at the end of the round, whoever has the fewest resources, um, energy and minerals on their board, actually is the one who gets to choose whether they want to go first or have somebody else go first. And so right there, it adds in a little bit of different strategy in choosing, okay, if I need to hit the academy this turn, I may want to say I'm going to go first because I want to get my die out there immediately before my opponent does. Now, if there's something else I would prefer to do, you may want to let your opponent go first and see if they actually use that. And then if they don't, maybe you can grab that later on in the game because, or in the round, because maybe there's something else you'd rather kind of go for. So there's there's a lot of different things that come into play there, you know, especially with those dice. Um, sometimes when it came to the energy, we were kind of, Kim and I were watching each other. Who's going to be the first to place on one of the two you know, resource tracks, energy or minerals. And then is somebody going to kind of counter bid or, you know, bump them a little bit by placing a lower die there and maybe take resources out from under you. So, you know, there were times where I needed a lot of energy because I was wanting to do different things and I would put, you know, a die down there and then Kim would come in and just go one number lower than me. And lo and behold, she would get a few more resources than me if they were limited on that turn. And so also you're rolling dice for the different resources, the minerals and energy that are on the table each round. So the numbers of resources that are available are constantly in flux because rolling the dice for them, it's never the same. One round you could have, you know, just a handful and the other times you could have an abundance. So there's a lot that you're trying to do in this game that you're trying to juggle a lot of fun. It really made for a great time um, that plays with well within 60 minutes. Well, like I said, once you get the rolls down, you can pretty much just go around the board and it's, it's very quickly. Um, everybody's rolling their dice at the same time and everybody's just kind of throwing dice down around the table, which makes it really fun and quick. Um, we really enjoyed that one. That's the Artemis Project from Grand Gamers Guild. So if you didn't back that one on Kickstarter, because that Kickstarter has ended... They do have a late pledge, I believe. Definitely look into that or see if you can find um, somebody who has a prototype copy of it um, down at your friendly local game store or maybe at one of the conventions. I believe they are going to be at PAX Unplugged, um, so I'm sure that they will be showing it off there. All right. One of the last games we're going to talk about that we played. Um, Kim and I actually did just get in our copy of Tiny Epic Zombies. We got this. I think we got it in a couple weeks ago. We've been wanting it to get it to the table. I read through the rules a couple of times. We had the game set up once or twice. And um, Kim just didn't feel up to actually being able to get um, get in a game of it. So we had to we got the setup down pretty good after doing that a couple of times. But we finally did get did did get it to the table um, once she was feeling a little better the other day. And she was kind of able to sit up and and actually, you know, participate in the game. And while we did not succeed in it, we both really enjoyed it. One of the things I think that um, would have helped us out a little bit better or help to succeed a little better because we did finish um, about one and a half objectives. And you're trying to finish three objectives in this game. Um, We were just playing co-op. We figure for the first time, let's do co-op before we actually try to do a competitive style game. And we definitely want to try a competitive style game because that just sounds really fun. But the cooperative game was actually really cool. Um, We started out, we were going around trying to just get some of the supply boxes and build up our barricade and um we had one of the objectives where we were able to move like a tank troop through the game which kind of just wiped out zombies which was actually very helpful in assisting us to do that um both of us mid-game kind of got overrun a little bit and kind of got hurt to where we had to slow down a little bit and we kind of i think had to spend a turn or so just in the center healing up at our compound And that's when we were moving the tank so we could actually just do some healing and stuff. Um, But this game is just a big game of juggling your resources and trying to figure out, do I want to do a melee attack? Do I actually use some bullets here? Um, Because your health and bullets are on the same line. Your bullets start off all the way to the right and your health starts off all the way to the left at zero. So you zero to nine. And once those overlap, you're basically knocked out and, It's, it's really a juggling game of where do I push it? Do, do I possibly, you know, shoot this last zombie? Do I run in there? Um, go melee with him, have a chance of maybe taking two damage. You don't know which card that is face down on your, on your card. And at the end of the round, flip it over and you could make noise, um, which could cause multiple zombies to spawn in, in the rooms. And, you know, you could be overrun and take more damage. Um, The one thing I think that if we would have gotten Ted, the Tiny Epic Dog, I think if we would have gotten him a little earlier, he was actually the last card in the deck when we flipped him over and Kim had gotten him, and I think she was able to use him maybe once. So that was something I think that if we would have got him much earlier in the game, I think he would have been a big benefit um, to assisting us in in maybe getting a little bit closer. I think, like I said, I think we had about one and a half of the almost two of the objectives and the one of the third objective was one where we were trying to identify the different sources and there's four different tokens that are on the table and you basically have to flip over the token and then guess which source is actually on the card so you try to figure out a couple of those before you take a guess because if you don't guess correctly you have to shuffle them all up and then reset them all and so once we had gotten two, Kim had guessed, and she actually guessed correctly, so we we flipped over one of those, um, but we were just like, wow, we need way more time to actually figure that one out, because that one just seemed really, really time-consuming in that trying to flip over those and not guess and just waste your turns, um, which I guess is maybe like a push-your-luck thing, and maybe we should have just gone down that route, but I think for our first play, we were trying to be a little bit more conservative in regards to that. Um, But I have to say, this game, I could see us playing quite a bit. Um, We've only played it two players so far. I definitely want to play this with three or four players. I'd like to see how this plays with a human zombie as opposed to the AI zombie we were playing with. Um, Like I said, we definitely, definitely want to get in a cooperative or a competitive style game. Um, And I think that will probably be the next one that we actually give um, an attempt to I don't think it changes the rules too, too much from the cooperative game we were playing. Um, but like I said, we kind of just wanted to work together and just see how the game played. And uh, we made several mistakes early on in the game as we were looking at rules and just trying to make sure we have everything. And then about halfway through the game, it started to flow a lot better. We were just our turns were moving a lot quicker and we weren't having to refer to the rule book as much. And we were starting to remember little things about the cards. Um, but it's definitely we, we 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 do have the deluxe version of the game. And uh, Gamelin Games, I have to say, they do put out excellent deluxe versions of their tiny epic games. Very, very cool. Um, all the components are great. The item meeples. Uh, Kim was walking around with an axe and a submachine gun, I think. I did, I, I picked up a skateboard, I think. Um, I didn't actually pick up a weapon really during the game. I was picking up other resources that were like I had a couple of grenades uh, that really just wiped out full rooms, which is actually super cool to use. Um, but besides that, I didn't actually get to put item meeples on my guy throughout the game because I was just picking up different things. Whereas Kim picked up a couple of weapons and the axe we noticed very early on was, is a very, very strong, um, piece of equipment. It's a very, very strong, uh, melee weapon. And she was just having a lot of fun with that. Um, we both really liked it. Um, if you didn't pick this one up, I Believe this one is out at retail right now. If it's not, it should be hitting retail shortly. Uh, This is another tiny epic game that they definitely knocked out of the park. Um, We were really stoked to actually get this one in from Kickstarter. And um, like I said, once again, another great tiny epic game from Gameland Games. All right. Those are the games we played. Let's talk about a few of the things that I want to play. Um, Endeavor Age of Sail came in this week. Um, Kim and I actually um, got to preview this one when we were at Origins. Um, Mark from Grand Gamers Guild invited us to play. Um, and we really enjoyed this one down there. The components at um, Origins, were, which were prototype, were actually super, super cool. And now that we got the final copy, oh, my God, the box is huge. It's heavy. Components are gorgeous. Uh, we can't wait to get this one to the table. We really enjoyed it when we played it at Um, Origin, So we're really, really stoked to get in a two-player. And I'm definitely going to be taking this one down to um, my friendly local game store, which I haven't been to lately. And I know everybody's probably wondering if I fell off the face of the earth. But um, I may be heading down there this week. So I'm really going to give it that old try to get down there and hopefully get in a couple of games uh, to be able to talk about next week for the podcast. Uh, But Endeavor Age of Sail is one that we are really looking forward to getting to the table. We also got in another Kickstarter. Um, The Network's Executives. This is another great game that we really enjoy. We did a video for the Network's teletime Time that uh, Gil Hova had given to us when we were at Origins. Uh, so we got a video for that up right away. So we're going to probably definitely do a video for the Executives. And uh, in looking through that, what that adds to the game, that definitely seems to add quite a bit more to the game. Telly Time was just a replacement of a lot of the cards in the game, making it more British television-style TV as in regards to shows as well as actors and actresses, whereas Executives does add in some new components and a whole new set of Executives to the game, which I think will change the gameplay quite a bit. So we're really looking forward to that one. That one looks super, super cool. We got some of the upgrade components in there as well. So looking forward to using those in that game. Other than that, I think that is going to be it for this week's podcast. Thank you everybody for joining. Hopefully I can get some games in this week and be back next week and um, get back on track with the podcast and also get back on track with creating some more videos. Um, I actually need to sit down and start, doing some of the videos that we did back for Jen cant um, those I actually never re-rendered and actually edited and split out um, which is something that I've been wanting to do and lately between work and with Kim and everything and all the stuff that's been going on towards the end of the summer it's just ended up being a crazy crazy past couple of months um, but hopefully we can get back on track here and start putting out much more content than we have been in the past couple of months but until next week everybody. Thank you for joining me as always. Send me some emails let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what i'm playing now at gmail.com. Head over to the Board Game Geek Guild. Number 2440 is our guild over there. Twitter and Instagram, definitely follow us there. We're definitely growing on Instagram very, very quickly. Kim's been working on that. I think she has us over 600 followers, which is super exciting for us. Facebook, just do a search there, what I'm playing now. Twitch is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. And YouTube is youtube.com slash what I'm playing now. But everybody, you know what to do. Go play some games and then let me know what you're playing now. Until next week, everybody, you have a great week gaming, and thank you for joining me. We'll be back later with another episode of what I'm playing now. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye-bye.